my nose does have some extra it's just a little something extra there there's some audio issues with it it's like a cavern of ghosts <laughs> so fun fact we tried to record this episode this afternoon and i uh this is a learning curve for both of us yes i accidentally deleted the whole episode <laughs> i don't know what i did so we decided to put our kids to bed and record this one at night, have a glass of wine, and uh, see where the night takes us. You know what I mean? Yeah, you never know. Yeah. The night is still young, my friends. I feel like I'm annoying. It might not actually be night by the time you listen to this, so whatever time of day, I hope it's going well. So moving right along, um, what book did you sniff? <gasps> that was rude. Um, I sniffed The Bookshop on the Corner by Jenny Colgan. Jenny Colgan. And that is your book club book? It is a book club book of the month. And it's good? It's fantastic. (laughs) Nice. Um, I sniffed Dark Matter. Of course you did. Which is, I've been talking about this book nonstop since I finished it. It is so, so good. I feel like the the last 48 hours you've just been Dark Matter, Dark Matter, Dark Matter, Dark Dark Matter. Dark Matter. Dark now matter. recursion because I didn't know there was a follow-up I thought it was a one-off book and I'm now learning there are two I think two follow-ups recursion being one of them so something to look forward to heckin right so fucking right this is a podcast heckin uh okay so the bookshop on the corner mm-hmm. thoughts loved it um this was my first Jenny Colgan book and I will be reading more of her books. Um, <laughs> That's a rave review. It is like a warm hug. It just made me feel all the happy feelings. I loved it. Any, any, uh, you know. Throbbing members? Mm. No. 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 Really? But there is romance. And there is sex, but it's not like fade... It doesn't like fade to black. I'll say that. All right. Um, but it's not like in your face. It's not detailed. Like literally in your face. No, it's not literally in your face. Um, no, it was good. It's it's. I would say that the romance is more secondary in this book. Um, this is a book about books. And she's a librarian. She loses her job and sees it as an opportunity to start all over and do something that is very scary uh change is always scary but she just kind of throws herself into it unapologetically and she moves to the scottish highlands which i would very much like to move there myself yeah i know you would we kind of we uh i feel like we're kind of both in agreement that if families didn't exist we'd probably live somewhere else by now yes (laughs) and friends family and friends it's like it's impossible to leave. I, for yeah. me, it is like I could never do it. But if they, didn't, I don't think uh, I could do it forever. But I think it would. Yeah. I see like people sometimes do these like year abroad things with their families where they don't like get rid of their stuff, but they basically put all of their belongings into storage, and they'll rent out their house, and then they just travel for a year. And I think that it would be so much fun to do that. If you do hear random like <laughs> breaths and like slobbery breaths uh because we are recording this at night our dogs are both down here and they're just kind of moseying about and they're the one in particular is a german shepherd and he's very he's slobbery a he's and loud. 100 pounds so he's he's large <laughs> and in charge yeah 
But yeah, man, Scotland is definitely on the bucket list. I think every single photo and video I see of that place is uh, holy. Yes. It doesn't look real. And after reading this book, I just, I want to move to a small town in the Scottish Highlands. Open a bookshop. Yeah, she opens a mobile book store and buy some lambs. He he's a farmer. He has lambs and he has chickens. And, and he's got a throbbing member. I'm sure he does, but it is not spoken about. But <laughs> that's why we have imaginations. Yeah, we do. Well, I, we uh, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. So, so okay. So it was good. It was very good. You'd recommend it? I would recommend it. Ten out of ten. Can't wait to read more of her books. As far as your book club books are going, have they all been pretty much winners or no? No. Okay. No. What's been out of curiosity? What's the one that's like the biggest downer? Mm. Highest hopes, biggest upset, sort of thing. This year started really. It it didn't start on a good note. It was dismal. Um, we decided we we vote every month on the book. Um, and multiple genres are kind of tossed out, and people can vote what winning book is what we decide to read. So. I'm sorry. I to fix something on your mic. I feel like something was weird there. Um, so yes, we, I'm going to start over. No, you're good. You're good. We vote on our books every month. Um, and the winning book is what we end up reading. Book Eaters by, it's like Sunny. Uh, Sunny Dean. Sunny Dean was the winning book. I, the back. We both bought that one. We did. And the back of the book reads really exciting. And oh, it man. Seems... When we both read that in the bookstore, I was like, we should. that's why I we both like, bought it. We were this like, sounds... Let's both buy it. We'll read it at the same time. This sounds insane. It sounded so intriguing and like a really fresh perspective on in a simple thing. Like we read books to retain knowledge. And in this book, they're book eaters. Like to retain information, they eat the books. And depending on the genre of the book is the type of information that they retain and learn about. Um, Could you imagine? What would you, uh, what would you, so if you had this ability, what would the first thing you devour be book-wise to like gain its knowledge? I don't know. I would just want to like. Kama Sutra. (laughs) (laughs) It would either be that or a cookbook. (laughs) You know what I mean? Kama Sutra or cookbook. Okay. (laughs) Um, I honestly don't know. I, I think that if you had the ability to retain information just by eating a book and the pages from a book, I would just like, I would probably be like 800 pounds and I would just eat all day. <laughs> I would just eat like book after book, page after page, just, just like knowledge. give me all of the books. Um, but yeah, the book sounded like it was going to be really exciting, really intriguing. It really did. And it kind of started out really, really strong. And then it just kind of got a little too stale and it was a little too, it kind of, um, it's split timeline. So you're going from past to present. Which I don't love. I typically don't love that. It can work, but I feel like there was just not enough excitement like they made it sound like it was going to be like this really thrilling thing and then it just wasn't so that was a dnf book for me i did not finish so that that was actually i remember this uh during your book club that was probably the biggest like oh man and i feel like a lot of your book club members were feeling the same yeah there's quite a few people that 
uh, quite a few people that didn't finish the book. Um, so yeah. we did not start the year off strong, but we have since done very well <laughs> for ourselves. your uh, stride. Yes. Cool. So awesome. Tell us about Dark Matter. So Dark Matter. Without telling us about Dark Matter. Yeah. So the, I've told Lindsay this, but the problem with Dark Matter is before I read it, I didn't know what it was about. And people encouraged me to just not look it up. And uh, I kind of enjoyed reading it in that sense. But one thing I will... Are we good? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> one thing I will say is um, I'll give like a really brief sort of idea of what it's about without giving anything away. Because this all happens within the first like 15 pages or so. Um, it's about a man. His name is Jason. He's a father to a beautiful wife, Daniela. And he has a teenage son, Charlie. And they seemingly live a very happy life. Jason is was a former scientist. He was one of the most acclaimed scientists of all time. Could have gone on to do big, amazing things. But decided to settle down uh, with a family because his wife or girlfriend at the time got pregnant. She was an aspiring artist. Decided to give up her artist life. So now he teaches out of college and she is just kind of a mom. And... Um, so, yeah, he's living this life, but but they're happy. You know, they're happy. Yeah. He's happy in his family life. He goes out for a drink with an old friend, and um, <laughs> that's Tom scratching himself. <laughs> he goes out for drink with uh, for a drink with an old friend, and on his way home, he gets, um, hi- uh, not hijacked. I forgot it again. Kidnapped. Kidnapped, the people version of hijacked. <laughs> uh, so he gets kidnapped. Um, taken to this weird warehouse, um, doesn't know what's going on. He's being held at gunpoint. The person who's kidnapping him is asking him all these kind of strange questions. He gets injected with something and then he wakes up and he's in a laboratory and he's surrounded by scientists cheering him on and congratulating him on his journey and his successful um, experiment. He's the same person, but he's in a different life. He doesn't have his wife and kid. And I'm just going to leave it at that. It was uh, one of the best reads I've ever I've ever read. Keep in mind, I haven't read a lot, but I absolutely loved it. It was thrilling. I thought it was going to, sorry, I'm talking too much, but I thought it was going to be like a really, really kind of, um, really kind of like slow burn sci-fi sort of thing, but it was just like full action romance. It was a page turner. Oh my gosh. Page turner. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I can really say a whole lot more about it, but it was, oh my God, it was so good. I don't know. It sounds like you hated it. I, uh, no, I liked it. Yeah, you, you <laughs> clearly loved it. I yeah. it's on my TBR. So no throbbing members, no throbbing members. That's but, okay. Yeah. They don't. You don't always need one if the story is good. So you're saying I could just like tell you a story, <laughs> and then we're all set. Depends on the story. <laughs> all right. Um, so what are you currently reading then? Now that your bookshop corner is done. Um, I. I'm actually, so I started a book on my e-reader last night, um, and it is the second book in a series that I started a few days ago, um, and it's called Billion Dollar Beast by Olivia Hale, and she's a new-to-me author, um, and so far, the it's good. I like it. It's part of a billionaire series, you know, all that money. All the looks. I know, I know you like the wealth. You like the wealthy it's, people in books. No, I do. <laughs> I do not. It's just. It seems to be like a reoccurring. I don't know if you want to call it a trope, maybe a theme, um, because there's the Lauren Asher books, uh, the Dreamland. 
I'm trying to find it on my bookshelf. It's like the Dreamland series, I think is what it's called. And there's the fine print um, terms and conditions and the final offer. I still have to read the last two books. Uh, Tom is really. Tom is just like. He's providing the sound effects to these books. Um, (laughs) 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 Um, But yes, anyways, I read the first book earlier this week called Billion Dollar Enemy. And I would say that as a enemies to lovers, excuse me, an enemies to lovers trope with the billionaire theme that I preferred Olivia Hale to Lauren Asher. Um, but that's just me. I thought that the characters were a little bit more relatable. Um, and it's cute because it took place in a bookshop as well. Uh, but yeah, that's what I, I started that one, I think, last night. And I actually have several audiobooks lined up. I just can't. Oh, nice. I can't decide what I want to read. Yeah, I uh, was kind of feeling the same after I finished Dark Matter. I start, was going to start Shuggy Bane. I've been really excited to read that one. It's um, a, it's in Scotland, mm-hmm. or Scotland, and Give me um, all of Scotland. Yeah, I started. I read a couple pages of it, and uh, as good as it was, and I know I'm gonna like it. The dialogue was just very wordy and heavy, and it's in the real yeah. Scottish sort of. Oh yeah. Speak. So I was reading it really slow, and I, I just felt like I wasn't quite in the mood. And I can relate to that because I am 100% a mood reader. Um, I sometimes will try and force myself to read something because I'm like, I should probably read this book. Yeah. And Or it's a book that I'm really excited to read, but maybe I'm not necessarily in the mood for it, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, totally. So I, I was I, kind of I, random. Like I started Shuggy Bane, depressing mother-son story in Scotland, and decided to start reading Eyes of the Dragon by Stephen King. Totally. Oh, they're totally on the same realm. Off. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure there's dragons in Scotland still. What so. uh, what is the new Stephen King one about? Or not new one, but the new one that you were reading. Yeah, it's quite old. I think it's about 35 years old, actually. This one. If I could whistle right now, I would. Yeah. Uh, it's so far. I'm about a hundred and some odd pages in, and uh, I love it. It's like that guy Stephen King is. Like, it's just funny to me that he was probably just kind of bored and was like, I think I'm just going to write like a fantasy book. And it's one of the best ones I've ever read so far. <laughs> like, it's so good. That guy is incredible. But there, I feel like there's a lot of people that kind of have that similar start. Like, when, yeah. we, when we went to that Tessa Bailey talk, she said that yeah. she was home. She was on maternity. Wasn't she on maternity leave? And yeah, her husband's about... bar flooded and he was home because they were doing repairs to it yep. and she basically said that she locked herself in her bedroom mm-hmm. for weeks but what i mean is like yeah that's yeah and wrote a book and now 10 years later it's just crazy that he it's completely out of his normal genre you know what i mean yeah and he was just like okay well salem's lot carrie uh, try like a dragon fantasy <laughs> and, it's, and it's awesome i guess it's but you see similar trends like that in music like there are bands that will put out like heavy rock albums and then they're What's like, Hey, band? we're kiss. Oh, kiss. They oh yeah. Did... But no one liked that disco album, but they still did it they because they did. wanted yeah, to try something different. Not and successfully. Like no, it wasn't good. I like Lindsay. the disco album. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a, it's you have like a brief uh, thing on it. It's, it's about a King 
and he's uh, he has two sons, and one of them is going to take over for him when mm-hmm. he passes. Uh, and he has a right hand man, the king does, named Flag. And Flag is very adamant that the younger son be. Um, oh, so it's kind of like House of the Dragon. It's a little bit how it's very House of the Dragony. That's mm-hmm. all I could think of the whole time I was uh, I was I was reading it so far, and uh, yeah, really really enjoying that one. Interesting. Yeah. I'll We're have both to try like it. eyeballing Tom because now he's like half barking. This is just going to have like a lot of Tom uh, ASMR. <laughs> and then there's just our sweet and then there's Stella. Stella, nice and quiet. Um, so one book that we both read last year was Daisy Jones and the Six, and we both loved it. Loved it. Really loved it. Super loved it. I actually really have. It. I've intended to read more of Taylor Jenkins' read books. Same. Uh, reads. That's a hard name to read. Reads books. No, just read. Taylor Jenkins read books. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, because I hear they're all great, but I haven't done it. I am in the same boat. Um, I actually own a few of them and have yet to read any of them. <laughs> yeah, I have Carrie Soto is back, but I haven't started it. And I know that Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo is supposed to be I have that one. Stellar. And I also have, I think I have Malibu Rising. Nice. Nice. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, I see it. So they just released a show on Amazon. Yes. And uh, we've only seen the first two episodes, but what did you think of it so far? I love it. Um, I was totally enamored. I think they did a great job with casting. I think the whole vibe of the show is just so good. And it's giving me nostalgic vibes for Almost Famous, which is one of our favorite movies. Yeah, we were both saying it's very Almost Famous-y. And then uh, we were thinking... um, well, I was thinking in my head, I was like, ah, it's like just in, it just kind of feels almost famousy, but like they're not really the same. And then we were like, well, it is about the rise and fall of a band. And we were like, but there's no reporter. But there is an interviewer. But there is a, kind of a reporter. And then we were like, wow, <laughs> it's actually kind of like, it's actually similar. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's one of the reasons we're falling in love with it so quickly is it yeah. does feel and I, like I, it. I think I have to also appreciate the dedication to similarities of the book but i also like that all of the cast members that are in the band actually went to band camp like they've all been sharing on social media yeah these videos of them learning to play guitar and play drums and play the bass and do vocal lessons and they did that in almost famous too and it it just it adds so much to the show or the movie yeah you can really tell you can really tell that you can so tell like there are times where i watch a movie with an act like a big actor who is singing and i know that they're not actually singing and they do a really good job of like pretending but this just like really hits home like you can tell that they're just genuinely like jamming together Mm -hmm. and And speaking of uh speaking of the music in that show i know one complaint that i've seen a lot on the internet is that they didn't i guess they didn't use the lyrics or like the songs that were in the book um that's not something i ever would have noticed i I don't (laughs) i would never have noticed i yeah that's like that's so specific it's not to be honest with you when i this might sound bad or whatever but when i was reading the book i didn't really pay much attention to the lyrics i kind of brushed by them because i was like i "Eh." did too only because in my head i like i don't know whenever there's like a part of a song quoted in a book unless it's like a popular song that you know the music to yeah 
I find it so hard to be like, oh, this is what the song sounds like in my head. And I can, I can make I a could song not, to any of them. I could I not like, tell you. So no. now that they've actually like made the songs and they are singing the songs, I'm yeah. like, yeah, this is great. I love it. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, and the characters, uh, the actors that they got to play are all really good. Um, so good. What's his face? Is playing Billy. Sam. I who, love uh, Sam. He is our... I'm not going to say it again, but probably. What? Oh. What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we love Sam. Uh, Sam is actually a book adaptation king. Uh, he has done The Hunger Games, who was he in the Hunger Games? He was Finnick. Um, what is his last name? Oh, I kind of feel like I remember who that is, actually. You never read the books, but you watched no. the movies with me because yeah. I was very excited for the movies. He. Also, I remember when we went to see the oh first movie, you were so pumped. I've and, never uh, been so excited before. <laughs> you were so, it was kind of like, it was kind of awkward. <laughs> it was like you were really excited. And we went to this movie premiere and it was at midnight, right? Uh, yeah, I think all of the ones for the movies were at midnight. It was at midnight. It was at the some theater in Mississauga, and they couldn't get the movie to play. So was we that were the there. First one, or was that the second? That or was the third? first one, the was very the first, first one. one. We went and we were sitting there waiting for it to start. We they couldn't get the movie early. to start. We lined up like we two hours for like early, three hours total, because we spent an hour waiting for them to figure it out. We were very young. Oh my gosh! That Anyways, was a, that was a tough night. So yes, he has done Hunger Games. And he's also done Me Before You with Amelia Clark. And that movie, oh. that book just takes your heart and makes you feel things. And then it rips it out and stomps all over it. It is fantastic. I reread the book, I think, <laughs> last year. And again, I cried. The movie is amazing. And you need to pack all the tissues. Like, you need a yeah. costco size thing of tissues some of these reviews that i see <laughs> for books on <laughs> on tiktok especially just kill me when the when someone's like this book is amazing it ripped out my stomach and cut it open and I spilled <laughs> out everywhere and i almost died it was so good it's like all right <laughs> that's next level yeah. but i did i i do there are a few books that have made me cry and that book made me sob so i don't even know if i've ever heard of that one if i'm honest me before, before you? you? Yeah, I don't know. There's actually multiple books. I just haven't prog- I haven't read the other books in that series because I just can't picture Yeah, I'm not going to say anything in case it's a spoiler, but yes, I have not read the other books because of something that happens in the first book. Oh, spoiler. Uh what was I going to say? Uh speaking of TikTok and and book talk and all that, a very popular thing to say on there is how you might be very uh, afraid to start a book. Yes, if a book is overhyped, I see that all the time. Yeah, which I don't personally get. Just read it, and if you don't like it, whatever, stop reading it. But there have been, I think there's been a couple of books. There's um, At the beginning of this year, I think I DNF'd in January like three books that were all widely talked about on mm-hmm. Spicy Talk, and <laughs> they were dark romances. And I think I, I have this rule that I've set up where I will – Make it to 100 pages. I have to give a book a fair chance and my cutoff is 100 pages. If at 100 pages, it's not doing it for me, I'm not going to continue to invest my time in it. And 
That's there, a good rule. There's three books I that think, um, Spicy Talk was like, you need to read these. They're so good. They're so spicy. They're so dark. And I they, read them they, and I was like. spoiled out and I almost died. No, I read yeah. these. I was reading them and I was just like, what the fuck? These are f- messed up. Yeah. There's some. <laughs> like it's, this was, this was, <laughs> this was deranged. Like this was, <laughs> I could never. <laughs> oh, I did me. not find it sexy. I did not find it to be a turn on. Um, yeah. I will say that. Yeah. I was going to say, though, the one time I can understand being, like, afraid to start a book is when they are really big, long books. Yeah. That I understand because it can be a huge time commitment yes. to kind of get into it. So I can understand, like, you just don't want to start it and then be 500 pages in and, and think, like, I don't know if this is for me because that's – you just wasted, like, two books worth of time. A good example of that is mm. Babel. Oh, Oh, wait, did Babel, you read Babel? Babel, Babel? Babel? I think it's Babel. I have not read it yet, but I have seen, I feel like I've seen equal amounts of people being like, this book is amazing and you have to read it. And it is so incredibly popular. Wait, did um, you read it? No, I haven't read oh, it okay, yet. Okay, sorry, I thought. But then you see the other side of it where people are like, it is just so wordy. I didn't understand a single thing that I was reading. It was just way yeah, too like. Too. I personally am so excited to read that one. I think it sounds like it, it, the description of it is kind of like it's hard to get excited for. But yeah, I think that's the, the other part of it too. Like I, yeah, we own multiple copies of it, so at some <laughs> point we will read it. But I was, I was gonna say though, the people who I, uh, who I've seen post that they, whoa, that was Tom. Uh, the people who have posted that have said that they love that book are people that I kind of trust a little bit more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're all people that I have gotten really good recommendations from, and so. I think it's going to be great, and I'm excited. Oh, for I'm sure it, it will but, be. Um, yeah, I can see that one being the. I think that's a just a, an example where it's a big book. Yeah. And the hype around it has been so great, mm-hmm. but you start getting into the like people are like, I either loved it or didn't like it. Yep, it's kind of like with uh, Words of Radiance, which is book two in the Stormlight Archive, which I think we're both going to try and do the Stormlight Archive. Yes. Kind of. Uh, right. I will do it. I'm I will. Do it, yes, do it. I'm going to do it. Brando Sando. I feel like it'd be way more fun to do with someone. Brando Sando, I'm coming for you. Yeah, girl. Um, that's a that's a one where I read The Way of Kings and it was so fantastic. And I am I'm dying to see where it's going to go. But I'm also kind of like there's so many other books that I want to read. And mm-hmm. if I start Words of Radiance, it's going to take up my life for a month. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like. I've definitely, with certain series, like especially fantasy series, you are investing so much into that series. You're learning about yeah. the politics and the world building, magic systems. the magic systems, the characters, if there's different types of fae and all yep. of their different powers that they have, mm-hmm. like everything. Uh, and this one follows three different, um, not timelines, but characters. Oof. Uh, yeah. So one chapter will be, and they're all in different places. Yeah. It's, it, it's a lot. It's a lot to absorb. I did a really big series. <clears throat> when did I do it? It wasn't, no, it was like two Decembers ago. I did a seven book series. I did Throne of Glass. Oh, yeah. And I did all seven books back to back. And at the <sighs> end of it, I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so you're really good at that. And you're the same with TV shows. You can just get it done. But it get it did get to the point where I was just like, yeah. Can I go on? I think I need a break. But then yeah, it's also yeah. like I need to know what happens. Especially while I know 
the politics and the magic systems and the world building and the characters and it's mm-hmm. all fresh in my mind see that's the other thing too i don't want to leave uh, stormlight for too long because i want it to stay fresh in my head um so man it's a tough balance because i'm also reading the dark tower and i don't want to stop reading that yeah you've got it those are two I pretty know, big series i don't know series. why i did this i don't know why i did this and there's also like akatar yeah, got two more to, in that one to you read you need to catch up on akatar yeah it's kind of not at the top of my list <laughs> but it's there it's lingering i mean the positive of holding out on akatar is that you'll just be one step like you'll be you won't have to wait as long as the rest of us yeah that's true for the next book well, I'm already feeling like that, uh, like the benefits from that, from so many different series and, and all that, because I did just start reading last year. Uh, a lot of these books series are either finished or I kind of know where they're at. Um, where Like there's um, Name of the Wind is one that comes to mind with by Patrick Rothfuss. It's not one that I've started yet, but it's so highly recommended and I'm really excited to start it. But the second, like the first book came out, Second book came out, and then I think it's been about 10 years um, since the third book, and there's no word on whether he's even writing it. He's making you sweat it out. Well, apparently his publisher hasn't even seen a page, and um, so people are kind of just have borderline given up. But it's, even something like that, it's kind of just nice to know going into it. Oh, you know for what sure. I mean? So I'm not like someone who just read it and was expecting an ending. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, so back to talking about hyped up books. Um, one super hyped up book that we both read last year was Song of Achilles. Oh yes, and that's by I was Madeline like, where Miller. are we going with this? I couldn't remember. <laughs> okay. um, yes, Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller. Um, and we both had very different opinions about the book. Well, it's funny. I think we had similar appreciation appreciations of the book but we both it uh digested them differently yes yeah um so song of achilles i read it with my book club and it was a very well-loved book and it is a beautiful book like it is written so beautifully i'm a big fan of greek mythology so i was just enraged and (laughs) like it it's so heartbreaking and i was angry um at Achilles and I I thought he was so selfish and I wanted to like jump into the pages and just like stand up for Patroclus and I hated Achilles mother um and I didn't like her either but no she was horrible um but see here's the funny thing all of these all the things that you're saying I was kind of like yeah that's like that was so good like I love that you know it's kind of like a a punch in the face but i kind of enjoyed it see i knew you see okay so you i don't know greek mythology. you don't know greek yeah. mythology so you didn't really know their story no and i mean we've watched the movie troy so like you kind of <laughs> no but that is that whole, actually like like canon like is that like like greek mythology can't like is it accurate ish so the battle of troy that yeah. is accurate and the fall of Troy and everything like that. Like all that stuff that happens, yes, that's accurate. But it's the like the Greek side like the Greek mythology part of it, the love story of it all. That's what okay. was like so heartbreaking to me is that everybody just took advantage of Patroclus and he got yeah. he Yeah, it was just bad. It's sad. 
Yeah. It made me, it made me, there's books that you read and you feel like, yes, you feel sad because of something that happens. Mm -hmm. But But it's a good sad. But it's a good sad. um, Or it's a sad sad. This was like an enraged sadness. I was like. An enraged. (gasps) I think I'm understanding it a little better now. Yeah. For me, I, I, uh, as you know, I kind of just love just very sad things yes you know what i mean and i love i just just kind of <laughs> yeah you you fall into a niche category yeah so i it was right up my alley i was like yeah this is sad i like this <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling my feelings <laughs> um but yeah uh the 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 whole training stuff in the cave with i can't remember his name um mm-hmm. there were just a lot of elements to that book that i really loved and I, as you've already said the writing yes like you can't deny no the writing is very beautiful it it's is. very descriptive yeah she does have a way with words. She really do. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. I can appreciate the book. I like I do I really really appreciate the book. Again, it just it made me like enraged and yeah, that's sad. Fair. Yeah. We, <laughs> Still to this day. <laughs> You've mentioned that you were enraged about four or five times. So I think this I think there's and some I'm lingering sh- side effects. I'm pretty sure book. that we read this in like 2020 maybe. Really? Yeah, like we Should read it. We read, I just it, read pretty it pretty like early. A couple months ago, so it's still somewhat fresh. But yeah, yeah. The entire time I was reading it, I was just like flipping the page, and I was like, like oh, "I'm so annoyed right now." Idiot! Uh, oh, I hate you, Achilles. Are you gonna read Cersei? Uh, I have it. It's on my list. I'm gonna read it. But I'm also like, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm just yeah. I read uh, Galatea. I think it's Galatea. I think it's Galatea. Galatea. I'm not sure. No, it's not Galatea. It's just a really, really short, uh, really, really short story. I read it in one sitting on the toilet and um, it was great. It was really great. Like I just, I truly, really like the way she, she writes. Um, It's, it's a, it's a pleasure to look at. (laughs) I don't know how to describe that. Um, So I actually just wanted to quickly go back to Brandon Sanderson Mm because since we started talking about him, um, and I mentioned Words of Radiance, and I feel like we should get into quickly... Actually, before we do that, let's talk about how sad I am, because I love sad stuff, uh, that Brandon <laughs> Sanderson started a Kickstarter for his uh, book project that he did over the pandemic. He wrote four books. I think it was four books. Girthy books. Girthy. Four girthy books over the pandemic. This guy... He just... He's a machine. He's like a, a, like a, a fountain of words that just... <laughs> Never wants to run out. It, that's actually a yeah. He's a fountain of words and good words. Yeah, like I, I know I said this earlier when we recorded, but I feel mm. like to ha- sit down and have a coffee with him, I would just be Ooh. like, "What do I? Where do I begin? What do I say?" I, I don't, don't think, think I could do it. I don't I think feel words like would the come whole time me. he would just be looking at me like this idiot here. I'm wasting <laughs> my time. He doesn't even know how to say anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I just was gonna. So I so that's not why I'm sad. I'm not sad. I'm not sad that he's writing all and he, these books. And you could never have coffee with him. Yeah, I'm sad that you know he kind of announced this back when I kind of just first started reading, and there was a Kickstarter to get all of his books and all these all this merch and all these extras. And I was kind of like, you know what? I've got so many of his books that I still need to read. I'm just gonna hold off. Like, I don't I don't need this. Whatever. And it's kind of one of those things too, where it's like, ah, it's next year. I'm not getting anything right away. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And now, as people are starting to get, like, Tress of the Emerald Sea, which is the first one coming out, I'm just gutted. I want it so badly. <laughs> I think we we did contemplate it when the Kickstarter was going. We did. We did. But we kind of... And we were, like, trying to, like, figure out, like, 
is this like can we go 50 50 because it was like it was a lot of money yeah it was so like they, i can't remember what the top the top package, package was nine hundred dollars it was something like nine hundred us dollars but you do i think you got all the books i believe they were signed and there i was, think you get all this merch and extra stuff yeah, so and it's you just would like, get, it would be worth it he, like, he, i think he mapped it out that you would get four boxes so every quarter you got a box and it came with a signed book you got the audio book <laughs> and then you got merch that kind of corresponded with the theme of the book itself. I'm so bummed out. I want but that still, so But like, still, take that $900 and divide it by four. That's still a crazy investment for a book. I'm just saying right now. If, if I get that they're it, also first edition. So maybe it, like yeah. later on in life, you know, you could sell them for like thousands of dollars. But if he opened it back up for a day. You would right do it. Now, I, would, I would do it. Yeah. I'm just saying. I would do it. I, I totally regret not doing it. Uh ugh. So anyways, I just wanted to talk about how sad I was about that. Um, but uh, keeping on the Brando Sando train for a minute, um, I I heard this kind of interesting um, piece of information that I just thought was crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's to do with Goodreads and Goodreads ratings. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of Goodreads ratings, they're, they're not good. Pardon? They're bananas. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> they're, uh, they, they are questionable. I don't. I, I can't even really look at Goods, Goodreads reviews anymore. When I first started reading, I feel like I've said that so many times, when I first started reading. Um, but when I first started reading, I looked at Goodre- Goodreads reviews for every single book I picked up because mm-hmm. I trusted it because I was like, well, this yep. seems legit. I was, but now, I've definitely been very guilty of that too. Yeah, I, I don't think, I don't even look at it anymore because, I mean, I Colleen Hoover to. books are like all 4.5s. Yeah. Lord of the Rings is like a 4, you know? <laughs> like, what? I... I saw somebody on TikTok post that she was going to, she started off by saying, these are my five-star reads. But then she went on to say that she's not basing her five-star read on, she's not necessarily basing it on if it's written well, if it meets all of these different criterias. Mm -hmm. She's basing it on how it made her feel. And I love that. I think I really relate to that. Sometimes I read a book and I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I loved this. It made me feel so good. Or I enjoyed my time reading this book so much. And then I go to Goodreads to leave my review. And I'm like, why does this only have three and a half stars? What is wrong with people? How did they not love this book? Did this not yeah. make them feel good like it made me feel good? Um, yeah, no. I. Uh... So I think like going forward, that's primarily what I will be basing all of my reviews on is just how did it make me feel mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get it. That, that was a really bad stuff um what was i gonna say though i uh yeah what if i i couldn't even fathom reading a three point something book back then because i was like oh there's there's a billion four point something books to to read how like i don't have time for three point i need books. to read all of the four star and up books yeah exactly but some of my favorite books recently have been three point whatever Ratings yeah. like Tender is the Flesh was like a 3.7. Love that book. Even Looking for Alaska, I think, was like a 3.9, which is crazy to me. <laughs> I also saw somebody post on TikTok that what they do is if they go to Goodreads, they will automatically click on the one star or two star reviews that people post Ooh. and read through those. And then they'll know. Can like do can I? Can this person be trusted? Can this person yeah. be trusted? Like I didn't like this book because there was too much sex in it. Like yes, sign me up. Let's read this book. <laughs> Add to shopping cart. <laughs> um, 
I so oh sorry, I, I kind of lost track. But getting back to Brandon Sanderson and Goodreads reviews, um, so he obviously released The Way of Kings, and it was a huge success. It was just an, an incredible book, and uh, go on, massive, massive book. And uh, people were kind of like, "Man, how is he going to follow this up? Uh, like, what a what a task, right?" So he released Words of Radiance, which is even longer than The Way of Kings, and it ended up and is still the number one rated book on Goodreads of all time. Like, can you imagine? Just, I, we already mentioned how amazing he is, but yeah, how is... do you do that? <laughs> and he seems like a really down-to-earth guy. Like, oh, yeah. Anytime he posts a video of himself talking, I'm like, you literally seem like the most normal man. He, re- he really does. Like, he looks yeah. like a man that would be out front on his lawn mowing at, like, 8.30 in the morning. Yeah, and... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, and um, <laughs> he's very um, he's very um, giving too. <laughs> Is that weird to say? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Just in the sense that he uh, like he teaches at some university. I can't remember what it is. He teaches this writing class, and he records them and puts them all onto YouTube for free, so you can watch him. Just talk about how he writes a book. It's like five six hours long of information for free. He's just like, yeah, have this. Yeah, and, and that, that's like priceless i think oh for sure i think that is a great thing to do for especially for aspiring writers because i feel like it's probably a very difficult industry you hear i don't know sometimes you hear people talking about how they'll write something and they'll spend years and years and years writing it and they'll get it published and then nothing yeah yeah Okay, well, uh, I think the one other thing we were going to do is just kind of run down the top 10 books, uh, the top 10 best-selling books of last year. In Canada. In Canada, although the U.S. list is almost identical. But we're going to do it. I think I can try to remember it off the top of my head. Oh, (laughs) boy. So any guesses, first uh, first and foremost? Uh, Yes. You can't guess? Wait. No, go ahead. I mean... (laughs) I technically guessed this book earlier, but... Uh, okay, yeah. People already know we're re-recording this. We don't need yes. to guess. So we thought... I thought I was going to see um, I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy. I thought I was going to see House of Sky and Breath by Sarah J. Moss. Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin. And Book Lovers by Emily Harris. Henry. Henry. Why can't I get that? Why um, can't you get that? Yeah, so, Harris. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, you need yeah. to look at Emily Henry and then you'll remember her name because she's very cute. Oh, okay. She's very good looking. All right. Uh, <laughs> I, did you have any that you were like you were kind of hoping to see? Honestly, I don't really ever look at those lists because either, of but... the the outcome that we are about to talk about. Yeah. Um <laughs> and I don't know, like it I feel like those lists always follow the current trends and if you're on TikTok or even just social media in general, then you know what the trends are. Mm-hmm. Um, and But yeah. did you have any that you had <laughs> a hope to see on there? You know what I mean? Um, it's, yeah, I mean, I do love Emily Henry, so it would have been nice to see her on there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, it's like a, I feel like it's a biased thing. Like there's authors that I love um if you could just hack into the account and put any book at number one just to satisfy yourself which book would it be oh my gosh um 
I don't know. That's so much pressure. No, you got to. I'm going to give you five. No, that's way four, too much pressure because. Three, no. Two, <laughs> one. I can't. Really? I can't pick just one. This is like when we talk about our you favorite. You are really bad at just picking one. I thing. am so bad at picking yeah. just one because there's different. Like, just this pick is. One. No. Pick one. <laughs> this is like picking your favorite movie. You can't just pick one favorite movie because. I like I, I love Pride and Prejudice because it makes me feel so happy to watch it. I love Jaws because I Titanic. Oh shit, you're right. I already picked two. I love Braveheart because it's a movie that you and I have watched so many times that it just makes me feel so happy. Okay. Well, you know? The things we never got over was probably the winner, but I'm not gonna answer for you. I love that book, but it's not the, <laughs> the it's not like amazing writing or anything. It's just a book that I love. Exactly. Um because you're you're rating it based on how it made you feel. I am, but that's not what these things are based off of. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to do my best to remember this list because I'm not going to pull it up. So I'm probably going to get a few titles mixed up here, but it doesn't matter. Um, number it 10 does. is The Paris Apartment by Lucy Foley. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard very meh things on that one. I think you're reading it next for Book Club. No. Oh, you're not? It's there. I, I see it. I have not read it. That's not a book club book? No. Oh, might be. Okay. Uh, number nine was The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood. Bravo. Did I get it? You did. Yeah. And you that, love that one, I eh? liked that book a lot. Um, it made me fall in love with Adam Driver. Yeah. Uh, for those that are unaware, the lead male character in that book is supposed to be Adam Driver, I guess. Mm, it's supposed to be inspired by Adam Driver. Right. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, and that number eight is where we kind of start to see a trend kind of start to go off the rails a bit. It's November 9 by Colleen Hoover. Mm-hmm. Uh, number seven is Reminders of Him by Colleen Hoover. You're asking the wrong Ugly person. Love, maybe? Oh, no, I think it was Ugly Love. Ugly Love was mm-hmm. number seven by Colleen Hoover. I'm just going to, if I can't remember, I'll just say Colleen Hoover. Uh, number six was Where the Crawdads Sing. Delia Owens. Mm-hmm. Fantastic book. <clears throat> Haven't read it. I did see the movie and I didn't love it, but the movie was it was okay. It wasn't my favorite, um, but the book's always better. That was the very first book that we read for book club, and that you say the book's always better. I would argue that with Shawshank, but you haven't read Shawshank. Yes, I have. When I read it last year, it's a, just a really short one. I thought you said that it was like a multi-part book. No, series. no, it's just a novella. Oh, yeah, it's really short. And you still think the movie's... I mean, the movie is so good. Dude, it's like... Okay. I mean, the book well, is that's great, the exception. But... That's the exception. <clears throat> okay. But yes, I would say that the book is way better than the movie with Where the Crawdads Sing. It was the first book we did for book club, and it was a very special book to begin with because Delia Owens actually joined in the conversation. Yeah, I remember that. It was really... It was like... The readers that were commenting, she was commenting back to them and they were just like, their minds were so blown. Like I got so many messages from people being like, I can't believe she responded to me. What a high bar to it set for your first very, book in your very first high book bar. club. Yes. That's so awesome she did that though. Yeah. Yeah. She's so nice. Yeah. Um, okay. So number five, I'm going to say was Reminders of Him by Colleen Hoover. Number four was Verity by Colleen Hoover. <laughs> Uh, which you read that one I did and no yeah you didn't like it Uh, number three is The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid yes 
have not read it. Yeah. People love it. Have not read it. Own it. You haven't read it. No. Oh yeah, we just talked about that. We did. Crazy. Today. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I really want to read that one, but no. I think it's upstairs. It's very easy to find. I feel like even convenience stores have that one now. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two was "It Starts with Us" by Colleen Hoover, and number one was "It Ends with Us" by Colleen Hoover. Wow. Colleen Hoover, six spots on the top ten list. Absolutely bananas, as you would say crazy like there's even not really a whole lot you can say i i think the list is kind of upsetting it i mean for her it's probably great and exciting oh yeah it's great and for her I'm, and i'm happy for it i mean that's thing. amazing um i would just like to see a little more, more diversity yeah and i think it's just more i think of all the incredible books that came out last year and just deserve a spot on there like people just need to where the crawdads thing came out in 2019 well that that's fair i mean you know that's like, been on it's the top okay 10 if it's list an older book like even years. i think the seven husbands of evelyn hugo even came out a few years ago like i believe you're right yeah i just i would like to see a little bit more diversity for sure maybe a little less all co-ho. female writers yeah yeah uh yeah kind of cool women yeah um, it would be nice to see maybe like, you know, Brandon Sanderson. <laughs> I was going to say some, <laughs> some BIPOC authors on there. Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. Um, yeah. So I think you're right. Just a little more diversity in, in all aspects but it is, would be nice. But like the list, I guess, is based off of sales. So of course, yeah. yeah again, so it's, people following the trends and. It's an unbiased list. Like it's just what's sold. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh Kind of, um, I mean, you go into bookstores and Colleen Hoover is just everywhere. She's everywhere. You can't escape her. You cannot. She's, she's got even, her own section. She's even at Shoppers. She's at Shoppers. Which is like our people corner are, store. People got stacks of her books on the corners, you know? They're just um, throwing them at people. Yeah, no. Yeah. You were From the rooftops, people just have <laughs> bags of Colleen Hoover books. They're chucking. I mean, I did people technically chuck mine into the free library, but yes. <laughs> Yeah, so that was the top 10 list. And I think uh, we did. That's, I think that's going to wrap it up for episode two. Awesome. I feel like we did okay. We did good. We recorded two podcasts today, and I think this was better. It was. <laughs> I'm proud of you. I think we just got to in- incorporate wine. And uh, you good? Yeah. <laughs> you sure? Yeah, I was going to sneeze. Gotcha. Uh, why don't we do a deep sniff on our way out? I'm going to sniff. The Wizard in Glass, because uh, I'm gonna I'm excited for that book four in the Dark Tower series. Oh, that's so nice. I'm gonna stick with my my Scottish Highlands, Jenny Colgan. All right. I'm just gonna ride the high. Yeah, you do it. Let's go. Ready? Okay, ready. One, two, three. Oh. Thanks for listening. <laughs>